cool with that. I, I, it's funny because uh, this week I've been trying to negotiate a deal with my brother. And so I'm on uh, the phone a lot and trying to help them with the transition. Now, I'm, I'm talking about uh, the guys who call me have churches of thousands of people. And they call me and they, they want my, my uh, advice. So what happens is uh, when, when they look to you for advice, they go, okay, now, uh, how would you feel about just coming with me? And, and I go, okay, I like the weather better where you are. Uh, uh, I wouldn't have to work as hard. Um, I wouldn't have to put up with as much crap as I do because people are, people are mean and they're evil and people lie about you and everything. Um, but no, because um, I still have work to do here. Everybody say amen. amen. Even though I can't stand Emily City, I really, you know. So what, I'm, what am I saying this for? I'm saying this because I need you to pray. I constantly pray for me. I'm also saying it's because I realize that God is doing something, and next year we'll see what he does. And this year was a testing time for next year. And, and, and so I was in this battle all week, and then mostly I began to drain a little bit because, man, I think this week I probably got, I don't know, maybe 40 phone calls from the radio, people, you know, Looking for me, and, and, and I'm going to tell you something. It's never good news. It's always bad news. And, and these things begin to weigh on you. So the, the beauty of it is I'm a transparent person. I mean, I, I tell the truth. I mean, I, 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 and I'm telling you these things now, not so you can panic, but so you can be able to pray for me. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. Because if you think about it, it's like I'm being uh, pressured constantly. But. At the same time, I thank God that my faith and everything I know about him holds me. But I'm going to tell you what really holds me is love. Amen. Because I have the ability not to love anybody. But God has put love inside of me. And that keeps me, it keeps me steady. It keeps me, it keeps me calm. It keeps me moving. It keeps me forward. So I, I, I'm saying these things really quick so you can, and I'm going to move on to my Christmas message. But, but uh, 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 I need your prayers. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. All right. Uh, um, I don't really, I mean, you know, and let me tell you the truth. Okay, let me get him. You guys know how I feel about Christmas. I think it's nice. <laughs> I think it's pretty and all that. But I will say, you know how they got, I saw these signs and it says, keep Christ in Christmas. And I kind of go, well, he ain't really in it. You know, but, but hey, I'm not saying this of the devil and I'm not going to go there because you guys get mad at me when I tell you the truth. But, but what I will say is that I believe that it is a time where God moves. Everybody say amen. amen. But if we think about what Christmas, like that right there, see that's Christmas. If we think about what Christmas is, Christmas really means this, Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. Everybody know what Emmanuel is? Mm -hmm. It's God with us. It, Christmas really is just that. Here, here's what Christmas is about. God has now become human. It's mm -hmm. an amazing statement that God is now human that God himself is now been, he's now human. That's what Christmas means. It, it, it's nothing else. It's, it's God uh, has become a human being. Mm 
Now, the key to you understanding that is to, because nothing else in Christianity will make sense if you don't believe that. Give me a better amen than that. Amen. So, so your ability to be forgiven, your ability to be able to function, your ability to pray, your ability to have your prayers heard, your ability to be able to trust in God and have faith in God, your ability to be able to not slap somebody out here, your ability to do all these things is printing on this thing, that God has now become human. We always focus on the Jesus side, of, I'm on the God side of Jesus, but you can't leave out the human side. Mm-hmm. God has become human. That's what Christmas is about. Matthew chapter 1, uh, uh, verse 18, I believe. Let me, let me show you this. I'm going to walk through this quick as I can, and I'm, I'm going to get you out of here. Now, Auntie, this is how the birth of Jesus came about. Go. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Okay, so think about it. Here's the deal with this. Here it is. This, and let me tell you something about Mary. Mary was very impressive, but she was just a little peasant girl. Amen. Everybody say amen. amen. I know what the Catholics has done to her. They've, they've deityed her. They've made her so great. And, and trust me, Mary was being, she, did, she was known as being a woman amongst women. Everybody say amen. She had to be special because God looked down and picked her to have his son. Mm -hmm. So I'm not diminishing who Mary is, but I'm just saying we got to be careful because we tend to put Mary up very high. She was very hum just a, a humble little peasant girl. But let me tell you something. She picked a great husband. Amen. See, we, we talk about Mary, but look, you imagine the story. You sitting there, you wake up one day and then your girl is pregnant, not by you. <laughs> so, so his first thought and let me tell you something else back then that would cause you death Amen. if they found that someone was, was uh, um, uh, uh, guilty of infidelity they can actually stone them and kill them everybody say man to that by, by, by Jewish law they can actually do that so here it is he's going okay now I can divorce her now because she's cheated on me and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, but I'm going to do it quietly because if I do it loud, everyone's going to kill her. I can't go there, but you know what I'm thinking. Auntie, come on. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, yep. because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. So here it is, and what happened is the angel of the Lord had to appear and say, Joseph, I understand, but listen, this is God, brother, we're okay. We're okay. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, and come on, we know the story he did. Go. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So imagine, you're going to give birth to this son, and here's his name. His name is going to be Jesus, because he's going to save everybody. He's the Savior of the world. That is the name above all other names. Give him that name. Come on. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Yep. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. So I had this discussion with, with somebody who's actually an atheist this week. It's a very good conversation. And this is, and I, and, and I told him, listen, the thing you got to realize is Jesus is always the elephant in the room. You can't get around him. It says that 
the prophet said that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a, 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 a son, and he will be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Now, this was proclaimed years before it happened. Amen. And it's biblical proof of it. It's mathematical proof by dates that someone said this here, and then it actually happened years later. Amen. The Bible is the only book that is dated, and yet still it justifies itself through time. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Meaning that things were said here and then they came about there and they were said hundreds of years before it was actually happened. See, the Bible gives proof to itself. Amen. So here it is. It, 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 he says his name is going to be God with us. Here's the key. We got to remember, you got to break that thing, God. God with us. First of all, he was absolute, absolutely God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. So imagine, I always think about it, man, when God always showed up to mankind, he was terrifying. When he showed up to Moses, he was at a burning bush that didn't burn up. That had to be scary. When he showed up to the prophet, uh, uh, I think it was Isaiah, he, 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 he formed himself in this, in this, with this massive heat that was so scary that, that it, it, was, it was scary, it was, it was bothering, he was scared about it. He, God, when God showed himself, he told, he told Moses, you can't even see me, dude. If I let you see me, you'll die. So I'm just going to walk by. I'm going to block your eyes, and then I'm going to walk past you and just let you see my back. And Because you want to see my glory, you can't. I'm terrifying. Mm -hmm. Remember how the children of Israel, they followed this pillar of fire. Can you imagine how terrifying that is? It, it had to be a little scary. God's a scary guy. If he, show, if he just shows up on earth, it would be, be, be nerve-wracking. So this is what God did. Some kind of way, he shrunk himself down, took a piece of himself out, which was called his son, shrank himself down to an embryo, put him inside a little peasant girl, and then he came out as a baby. Jesus messed in his diapers. Jesus cried when he was hungry. Come on now, don't, don't take, I know you're going, it's a baby Jesus. No, he wasn't sitting there glowing. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody think Jesus, like as a baby, you know how they had those pictures and, and Mary sitting there with this hoop around her head and she's holding the baby Jesus, he's glowing. Like Jesus, Jesus probably, uh, he, he, he was a child, he, he came out as a baby. The only difference is inside of us is our souls, right, right? Mm -hmm. Inside of us is who we are, inside of him was God. Amen. But wait a minute, doesn't make sense because inside of Julian is me. So inside of him, him was his father. Mm -hmm. Same DNA, same DNA. Yes. He was God. And, but not terrifying God. God says, man, I know I terrify you guys. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, for me to be with you, I'm going I'm to come, I'm going to come your way. I'm going to become normal. I'm going to, I'm going to become in a way you can kind of see me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a baby. God could have just, and not just, not a baby that's born with some king and queen or not, not, not some, some powerful rich. No, just a little peasant girl. We're going to start this thing very humbly. But man, Mary was an amazing woman and she married an amazing man. Mm -hmm. We always leave him out. And I go, you could have publicly disgraced her and you would have been justified for it and you didn't. Mm -hmm. 
Because I know people are going to whisper. And what are they going to do when he comes out and he doesn't look like you? Because people are going to talk. Because that's what people do. Mm-hmm. So wait a minute, here it is. You're trying to do the right thing, and then people said you did the wrong, they're going to say you did the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Here it is, you publicly didn't disgrace her, but you could have. He's an amazing man. Because yeah. trust me, I know how hard that is. Go to Mark chapter 2 really quick. So we know the story. Joseph woke up and he took Mary as his wife. And we know the history. They began to raise this amazing little baby. The only thing was he was actually Jesus. So let me think about it. So how can we qualify him being Jesus? Well, only, only God, let me, let me put it in a way you can, I thought about this. I'm like, okay, if, if, if Calvin hit Mike in the face, oh Lord. I would strongly suggest he didn't do that, but if he did, and I saw it, and I came up and went, hey, uh, Calvin, I forgive you for that. Calvin and Mike both were looking at me and like, how, do, how can you forgive him? <laughs> Mike would be like, he hit me. And then Calvin would be like, what do you got to do with it? That's why God can forgive your sins. Mm-hmm. Because you can only forgive someone when the offense is against you. So when we sin, remember how last week we read? Against you and only you have I sinned, God? When you sin, when we all do, I'm not putting it down. When we sin, our sin is not against the person or against the people or against, you know, our sin really is against God. Because God is the only one who can forgive sin because all sin is against him. So here it is. Calvin didn't hit me in the face. He hit Mike, but yet still I forgive him because the offense is not really against Mike. It's against me because I have, I created Mike. So in order, for, in order for someone to be proven, because I'm trying to prove the God part. If, and the, only, the only way someone can be proven as, uh, as God is, one, they have to be able to forgive sin. He has to be able to forgive because all sin is against God. It's against whom? So that means if you believe that sin entered the world, which a lot of people don't. A lot of people just believe the world is just like it is. They don't even think... That that stuff that happened with Adam and Eve really matters. That, no, it's, the earth is where it is because of sin. Amen. Right? And so here it is. So, so God comes and God says, oh, you sinned against me. So that means every time you guys sin, you're sinning against me. That's why I forgive you. Because it's not against your mother or your brother or your friend. It's against me. Amen. That makes sense? You sure? Because that's kind of, <laughs> I'll prove it. Come on. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. Yep. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Can you imagine Jesus as came and he just sat in someone's home and everybody just invaded the house. There was no room. Everybody wanted to hear what Jesus had to say. And then I know what bothers me about this is then days later they wanted to kill him. Mm-hmm. Man, you are a great person at one day and you are nothing the next day. One offense. Yes. 
So here it is. He got all these people gathered, and, and, and they're all there with him, and they all want to hear his word. Next verse. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Huh? Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat. The okay, I can understand. On. I bet the person whose house that was didn't like that. <laughs> you, you're going to tear up. I know they're tearing up my roof and they're lowering a cripple man inside my roof. If somebody would did that to my house, Jesus and everybody else would have got put out. Everybody <laughs> say amen. Everybody out. Everybody out. So here it is. That, but what kind of friends are those? Man, I want friends like that. Here, this man is crippled. He's doing nothing for them. Friendship is usually based on what you do for people. Mm -hmm. What they can get from you or, or what you give them and you know, or what you do for them is usually what friendship is based on. And I'm like, what kind of friendship is this? This crippled man wasn't doing nothing for them, but yet still he was, it was something about him that they felt like they needed to help him. So they had four men who couldn't get him through the door, so they ripped a hole in the roof and lowered him in. I don't know, Jesus was sitting there like, what? On? I know he was, even Jesus probably was like, Jesus, what is <laughs> And they're lowering him down. And, and, and I know Jesus is like, what is going on? And everybody's like, oh, what is happening here? And I'm going, what kind of friendship is that? Yes. I want friendship like that. Yes. Friendship that looks at, each, looks at someone and says, though you are paralyzed, though you are hurt, though you can't do anything, though you add nothing to me. I was talking to a very rich man that is actually a close friend of mine. And he says, Can you know why I love you? You don't never ask me for anything. I don't want none from you. Amen. You need me more than I need you. You call me. I don't really call you. And, and, and so we were discussing. He says, Man, because when you have money, you don't know who loves you. Wow. Wow. He's like, man, we, I go to a church where, you know, they, 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 I get invited to everything. I get invited over to pastor's house. It's a big, giant church. I know I probably shouldn't even be there. And, and, and you know what? And me and my wife get so mad because they always invite us. You know why? Because they see the offering receipts. And I'm like, I don't want a bad mouth. I don't do that. But I get it. That's normal church, dude. And he's like, man, it just bothers me so much. And I just... Man, I don't, I have money, okay. I have made it in life from a natural standpoint. But I don't believe in anybody. I don't trust anybody. And I have no friends. Wow. But I thank God for you. You know why? Because you never asked me for anything. I think those are the kind of friends we want. Mm -hmm. Be careful when you throw out friend. Right. Come on, that ain't my point. I'll preach that later. Next verse. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, here's the key. When Jesus saw the paralyzed man's faith, no. When he saw that these four men made all of that effort, it took a lot of faith mm -hmm. for them to say, we can't get in. Okay, what's the plan? I tell you what, let's pick him up, put him on the roof, and we'll lower him in. We just got to get him to Jesus. Yeah. See, Jesus didn't bless the man because of the man. The man, was, the man didn't even say nothing. He blessed the man because of his friends. Yes. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, not you're healed, not you're better. Man, I'm going to forgive your sins. Mm -hmm. 
your sins are forgiven. I'm thinking, okay, if I would have been standing there, I would have been like, but Jesus, I think they wanted you to make them walk. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. If a guy came up and he, 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 was, he was homeless or whatever, had no money, and he came up holding a cup, wouldn't you think he wanted money? You wouldn't think he wanted a, hey, have a good day. Or Amen. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I was down in the city, and this guy was, uh, 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 and I had just bought this, me, me and my daughter, we went and had some, some food, and we, uh, it's this pizza place I really like downtown. So we went in there, and I, and I couldn't eat it. I had like a whole half a pizza left. We come out, and I got my little box. I'm thinking, this is going to be so good later. <laughs> and I'm walking down the street, and this guy is sitting there, and then I heard, it was like, give him your pizza. And I'm like, give him my pizza? I'd rather give him money. <laughs> so I go up to him, and he's sitting there, and I go, here. I don't think I got blessed because of that. But. <laughs> and he took it. He's like, this, this is mine? I'm, yeah, man. Not, it's, it's still warm, dude. Kill it. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Shouldn't he have got money? And, and it was like, no, he was hungry. Mm-hmm. So here it is. They're lowering the man down. And by their faith of going through all that trouble, he says, not get up. and not, Okay, you're healed. Stand up. He goes, no, your sins are forgiven. Next verse. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves. Now what were they doing there, auntie? This is the thing that bothers me. Because they weren't there because they loved Jesus or because they were trying to learn from him or they, because they were worshiping him or because they were getting information, hearing him preach. They were there to try to trap him. Mm-hmm. People always tried to trap Jesus. Yes, they did. But let me tell you something. People always try to trap me. And it's like, man, it's amazing how, here it is. Why were they there? They weren't there for no good reason. Mm-hmm. They were there just to watch Jesus slip up. They were, they were there just to watch him make a mistake. That's why when guys like me fall, oh, the whole world just launches on it. Because mm-hmm. we get built up too high. We, should, we don't belong there. Mm-hmm. We're humans just like everybody. We don't belong up there. We're not God-like. We're just humans with big mouths. And so what happens is when, so they shouldn't have even been there. Mm. But they were there. And here's the crazy part. They didn't say anything. They were just thinking it. You know what they were thinking on the next verse? Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Man, he can't forgive sin. He's not God. They had enough sense to realize the only person who can really forgive sins is God. Why does this fellow talk like that? Oh, he's blaspheming. He's, he doesn't, he's a bad preacher. He does, he, he's, oh, he's not saying the right stuff. He's, and I'm thinking, man, they shouldn't even have been there. But the crazy part is you didn't even confront him about it. You just said it to yourselves. He, he can't forgive sins. He can't because he's not God. Next verse. Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit, well, this, this, this is what they were thinking in their hearts. And huh? he said to them, he says, why are you thinking these things? I know you didn't say it out loud, but I know what you're thinking. Amen. Let me tell you something. That's scary. Because there's times when I know what people are thinking. Mm. And man, I go, whoa. You ever seen that movie, uh, uh, What Women Want, where Mel Gibson heard everything all the women was thinking? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want that. Eh? Hey, man. <laughs> but but sometimes I actually know what people are thinking. I, I'll hear it. And so here's Jesus going, I, I, I I know, they didn't say anything, but I know what you're thinking. Next verse. 
Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat and walk? He's saying, which one is easier to do? Let me tell you something. Getting this man to get up from there to walk is easier than me forgiving his sin. Because mm -hmm. the only way I can forgive his sin is me being who I am, me being a man, is if I was God. Amen. Jesus, the beauty of Christ is he knew that that's what they were thinking. And he knew that's what they were going to think. That's why he did it. He was trying to get them to see, so you're missing it. I'm God. Mm-hmm. Every other belief in the world is flawed. I'm going to tell you why. And that's a very exclusive statement, and it bothers people. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But it's like everywhere in the, every other belief, you think about the Muslim belief, you think about the Buddhist, and you think about all these different beliefs. All of them are founded by someone who pointed the way to God. And then they use moral living and, and natural, natural ways of existing, saying if you do this this way, you will be on the path of God. See, it's, a, it's always a founder pointing to God. And let me tell you something else. All those founders are dead. Mm -hmm. Christianity is the only belief. And, it's, and it sounds so exclusive. That's why it bothers people. Because it's like, you're trying to say that's the only way to God is through Jesus. Come on, that's so exclusive. That's so, that puts so, so many people out. That's, that's, I don't agree with that. See, that's what people think. But it always goes back to you can't get around Jesus. You can't get around him. So he's the only founder of a belief who never proclaimed to know, to point the way to God or know the way to God. He's the only one who says, I am God. And there's, I, I am the way to God. I'm, I'm the actual way to God. Because mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't know my heritage. I, wasn't, I, I was raised by a very good father, but he wasn't my father. You don't understand my background. You weren't there. You didn't See, see my, my stepfather did a good job of not embarrassing my mother. See, because he could have said, this isn't my child, but you know what? Everybody hold your rocks. I'm going to stay married anyway because God sent me a vision. No, he didn't say that. Right. He, just, he just took that and he hid it and he held the, the, the uh, uh, integrity of his family and he raised this little boy as his own. And, he, and I'm thinking, Jesus is going, you don't know. I know you don't know because you, you think you know who my father is. I, I was raised by a carpenter. Mm -hmm. I was a carpenter's son. And Mary, you know, she was just a little peasant. I know you know me. You've got to remember at the beginning it says he came home. Mm -hmm. See, Jesus was in that neighborhood. He, he, he had walked that neighborhood when he was younger. And people knew what, they knew something was going on because they crowded in the sea. But they, they forgot one thing. That he was, they couldn't get around the fact that he was actually God. People had to get that by revelation because his father never told anyone mm -hmm. that he wasn't Jesus' father. Mm-hmm. You guys are so serious today. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a few of us. Come on. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And he says, listen, he, look what he said. He said, I want you to know that the Son of Man, not Son of God. 
He's saying that I am the son of, that the son of man has authority to forgive sin. Because even though I am very much human and you're touching me and you feel me. Only difference in you is you. Inside of me is God. I'm actually, oh, I wanted, I, I, Jesus could have went over his resume. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. Nothing was created without him. Jesus could have went to, you know what, I created everything. But he's dealing with people who probably knows his mother and his father. Mm -hmm. yes. You see how difficult this is? Because his father never sold his mother out. Never denounced Jesus as his son. Even though he probably didn't look like him. And, and he goes, so the son of man has authority to forgive. I've been given authority. You know why? Because I know you weren't there. I know you think you know my father, but that's not my father. My father's in heaven. So he said to the man what? I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Get up, get your mat, and get out of here. Come on. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have we never, have seen, never anything seen anything like this. Anything like this. But yet and still, you still sold him out and wanted him crucified. Mm-hmm. So Jesus was telling us something here. I got 15 minutes. He was telling us that. What's more important, your natural blessings or your spiritual blessings? Your spiritual blessings are more important. Mm -hmm. Jesus is saying, my ability to forgive your sin is more important than you walking. But the beauty of Christ is, once he forgives your sin, he'll do all the natural things you need him to do. Amen. So he says, like, get, get up, get up, and get out. Get up, get, that's like, that was kind of rude. Get, take your mat and get out. What you mad at the guy for? You know what I'm <laughs> but you know what it is? Jesus is getting a little irritated, but not only that. Jesus is going, man, you were better when I said, when I said forgive your sins, you really had all you needed. But you know what? Get up. I want you to get up on your feet. Jesus will never leave it half done. He'll, he'll, yes, he'll forgive your sin. He'll enter, you will enter into his world, but, and you might come in a mess, and he won't leave it that way, I promise. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. But the key to getting your mess straightened out is your conversion. To say, wait a minute, I'm not, not going to be religious. Yeah. I've been religious all my life. Now it's like, okay, Jesus, I want to get to know you. Could you please? I know you know me. So can we please, can you please enter in? I believe you died for me. I believe that's what Christmas was about. You were actually God with us. Then they killed you. But did they really kill you or you sacrificed your own life? I don't think they could have killed you. I had another conversation with someone. They were going, but see, the Jews killed Jesus. No, they didn't. Mm -mm. Nobody killed Jesus. No one. The Romans did it. Nope. Jesus says, no man killed me. I'm laying down my life. If I wanted to stop all this, I can stop it. And we want to blame people on who killed. People don't like the Jews because they killed Jesus. They didn't kill Jesus. <laughs> so he's saying they're going I never seen anything like this this is so amazing let me tell you something that's why they were there and I'm talking to a friend of mine whose church they got about 3,000 people and he's going you know he's going kingdom man when we come back I don't even know what it's going to look like and I'm, I'm like dude I'm going to tell you one thing though the, the, the amazement and the theatrics of church has to go amen mm -hmm. 
He's like, we've already lost like about a thousand members because they weren't never Christians, dude. They were coming for the show. You put on a great show. I've been there. You got the lights, you got smoke, you got everything. You got the best band money can buy. You got the best singers you can find. And people come in, they crowd in there for the experience of church, not necessarily the experience of God. So naturally, you were going to lose a certain amount of people because you know what? They weren't there for God. They were there for church. Mm-hmm. We're still friends, by the way. You know, he, he appreciated that. <laughs> he didn't tell me to shut up and go away, you know? Can I read another one? First Peter chapter 1, really quick, 12 minutes. 1 Peter 1, verse 15, auntie. 1 and 15? I don't know. But just as he who called you is holy, yeah. so be holy in all you do. He says, so guys, God, holy people should be, be holy because God is the one who chose you and he is holy. Come on. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. All right, you got to try to be holy, people, because I'm holy. Come on. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. He says, so since you call on the father who judges everybody the same, church people and people who don't go to church will all be judged the same. Live out your time as foreigners. You're kind of you here, but you're not. You're different. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do when your natural way of handling things can't be done. Let me explain. Things happen, and, and naturally, I know how I want to handle it because it'll be easier. It'll, de- it'll, uh, it'll call, it'll, I'll defend myself. I'll, I'll hurt the other person. But then something says, "Don't handle it that way." Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like a foreigner. It's like it's like it's like a, 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 a it's like me in the middle of Switzerland. Even though it is, I saw the Switzerland soccer team, it was a couple of black dudes running around. I was like, where they live? The east side of Switzerland? <laughs> west side of Switzerland? But I'm saying it, it's like you, we're, this is how we're supposed to react down here. We're supposed to be us. We're not supposed to be some mythical, spacely, uh, super Christian, God always coming out of our mouth person. But we've got to handle things differently. We're foreign. We don't quite fit in. We don't quite do things like everyone else. And let me tell you something, that's hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. But we have to remember because God judges everybody. I'm like, Lord, if I handle this this way, I'm not sinning against the person. I'm sinning against you. And not only that, I'm going to pay for it. Amen. They, they can't make me pay, but you're going to make me pay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let them lie. I'm going I'm to let these things go. I'm not going to say a word. Because I'm, I'm foreign. Mm-hmm. Everybody didn't like Jesus. They ain't going to like you either. That's right. I'm foreign. Next verse. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as gold and silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life. Now he says, see, you got to know this, guys. Ancestors. There was no perishable things that saved you. No silver, no gold. Everybody say amen. Mm -hmm. Nothing handed down from your ancestors. See, he's trying to get them to see 
what really saves you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not your going to church. It's, it's not that you were baptized as a baby. It's, it's not that you were Christian as a, as a little infant. It's, it's, it's not those things. That's, it's not because you, you have been, your mother took you to church. And, I mean, I, I hate to do funerals when people come up and go, well, you know, they were baptized when they were six, and, and, they, and I'm sitting there going, hey, I'm not judging. I'm just here to, I, I, I know the people, and I'm here to do the funeral. It's not up to me where they go. But let me tell you something. There's only one way to God. I know it's exclusive and I know it bothers people. Mm -hmm. But there's only one way. Mm -hmm. Or this might be fake. This might be some kind of brainwash. This might be some kind of story some people wrote. And, you know, and, and, you know everybody discredited the Bible. Oh, man wrote the Bible. But it's only one way we're going to find out in the end. But man, if it's fake, then man, I thank God I've lived an amazing life. In some kind of way, my stuff always works out. Mm -hmm. But if, it's, if I'm telling the truth and you're wrong, then oh man, are you in trouble. It's like this, guys. This is how I thought about it. I had to think of ways to explain it. If you go to three doctors, and every doctor, you have a condition, and they go, hey, just take some rest and take some aspirin and you'll be better. And then you'll go to that last doctor who says, wait a minute, if you don't do this thing, you're, gonna, you're terminally ill. You will die. What are you going to do? You had three doctors tell you rest will cure it. And this one doctor says, no, uh -uh, ain't going to be no rest. You got something else. I know what you're going to do. You're going to check it out. You might think, oh, that person, that doctor's wrong. Or, or you might think, oh, he's probably crazy. But you're going to check it. You are going to check it. And you won't be thinking he's closed-minded. I had someone say, Christianity is so closed-minded. Really, if I'm the only doctor with remedy, wouldn't you check it? Mm -hmm. yeah. When every other doctor says, do this and you'll be fine. Christi Christianity, is, and we messed up Christianity. We, made it a, we put a bad taste in people's mouths about it. People don't, God, oh, the Christians, oh, ah. church, ah. they always hypocrites and they do all this stuff and it's like, ah. But Christianity is the only belief that says your moral stances, your ability to follow human laws and everything and try to be a good person isn't enough. The real remedy is Christmas. Christmas is the real remedy. God, God had to come in his form as a child mm -hmm. to do what? Save us. Yes. Because sin has overtaken us all. We were born in it, shaped by it. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, the remedy is not your moral stance. It's not because the feds aren't looking for you. It's not because you, you haven't had a speeding ticket in months. or It's not because you don't say what you're thinking. Amen. No, it's because Christ had to come and save us. That's the only way. It sounds so exclusive. Oh, it makes people uncomfortable. I, that can't be the only way. And I'm thinking, well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> but every other founder of every other belief pointed the way. This founder says, I am the way. Can you get that? Can you see the difference? Amen. And not only that, he put up with every human thing that we all put up with. And if you think about it, why did disciples, why did they follow Jesus? Because think about it, 
when someone's around you all the time, they can really tell who you, who you are. They can, they can tell if you're fake. They can tell if you're real. And these followers stayed with Christ. Everybody say amen. amen. When they saw him eat, when they saw him sleep, when they saw him react and interact with people, when they saw him move, they went, this guy is foreign. He does things different. They, see, it's not, it wasn't just the miracles. They were with him every day. Imagine most of you who have a hero or some sports figure or some movie star, don't meet them. They're probably going to break your heart. See, you're not with them every day. You're with the facade of who they are, and you're not with them every day. You know, I know Steve Eisenman. Me and him are tight. <laughs> if I would have met Steve Eisenman, he would have been a butthole. Can I say that in church? It would have blew my whole premise of Steve. But he was great. I've heard stories of, man, I went to get this guy's autograph, and he just, Blew me away. So now your whole perception is gone. You're not thinking, man, you know how people ask this guy for an autograph? This guy can't even eat his little breakfast without people coming over for an autograph? So see how we do, people? People we don't even know. People don't even know us, and they have their opinions about you. They don't even know you. Mm -hmm. So here, here's Jesus. He's saying, listen. I am the elephant in the room. Christmas is, yeah, open your gifts, sing your carols, and have a great time. Even though this year is going to be a little different. Four minutes. <laughs> but I am the way. Your ancestors can't save you. Silver and gold can't save you. Peter summed it up in the next verse. Come on, Auntie. But with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect, you were saved by the precious blood of Christ, a lamb, because they were sacrificing lambs because God needed blood, but this lamb had no blemish or no defect. You know why Peter was able to say that? Because he was with Jesus every day. Mm -hmm. Not because he, he, he fed the multitudes with fishes and loaves, not, not because he healed the dude they lowered down into the... It's because I was with him every day. You're, I know this seems like a narrow way of thinking. I, it's, it, I know it's, I seem closed-minded, but I'm this doctor. I'm a doctor right now. I've switched, I've switched careers. I'm no longer this, this minister guy. I'm a doctor prescribing something for you. Mm -hmm. There's only one way. There's only one remedy. We got this vaccination now for the COVID, right? There's so many different ones. I'm like, which one is it? Is it the Pfizer guys? And you only know Pfizer because of the, the, uh, the pills. <laughs> but it's like, is it them? Is it the other ones? You got all these vaccinated. What is the remedy? Well, I don't know. But I know in this stuff right here, there's only one remedy. And he's yeah. the elephant in the room. And why is everybody celebrating Christmas and they don't believe it? And they go, no, I do believe it. No, if you believed it, it would come out in your actions. You would begin to be foreign. You would, hallelujah, somebody. Yes. If it did, you wouldn't go to church only on Christmas. You would be, <laughs> if it did, man, you, you, would, you wouldn't be running around doing the things that you do. I'm not judging you because everybody's got their issues. But what I'm saying, if it was really real, you would be responding to the world so much differently. It's, 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 it's kind of not personal, though. You, you, you know of God, you don't know God. 
Last one, John chapter 1, verse 16. Last one. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. Okay. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus now, Christ. Now, the law was given through Moses. Remember the Ten Commandments and all that stuff? And then he wrote Deuteronomy and all, all these laws. That was given to Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So when the, when the atheist person told me, hey, you know, because think about it. All the Old Testament laws, aren't they still in effect today? And you're trying to tell me that Christ erased all that? And wait a minute, so if that was the case, then Jesus broke the law. Because I'm like, Jesus didn't break the law. Let me tell you an instance. The woman who was found in adultery, they brought the woman to her. Jesus says, go ahead and stone her. He didn't break the law. Amen. He came to fulfill the law. Mm -hmm. But he also came bringing something else, this gift. We're talking about gifts on Christmas. Jesus brought the best gift. He brought the gift of salvation. I'm now born because I'm God. I'm God with you now. I'm God actually walking with you. Now I was in the heavens at first, and I was floating around in space. <laughs> no, I'm not. That just sounds funny, but I'm only one laughing. <laughs> I, 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 I was sitting up in the throne rooms and, and, and watching beings come around and fly around my father and saying how holy he was. I walked in the courtrooms, and everyone bowed down to me, but now I'm a baby, and now I'm a human, and now I smell like a human, I look like a human, I hurt like a human for you. Mm-hmm. I left everything down there to come here to save people who don't even love me. That's what Christmas is. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> so you see why I get so aggravated when we're done to it? Uh, okay, I won't ruin it. So Jesus came through Jesus. I mean, Christ came through Jesus. Come on, next verse. Almost done. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son, yeah. who is, him, is himself God and is in the closest relationship with the Father, which has made him known. It's saying, listen, nobody's seen God. Moses saw God's back. And the Bible says that Moses' face glowed so much because he saw that. He had so much glory. The glory of God caught Moses' face that Moses glowed so bad, everybody was scared. He had to put a hood over his head. He couldn't even let the people look at him. He didn't even see God. He saw a glimpse of God. I'm telling you, God is terrifying. That's why he sent Jesus. Because Jesus comes, what is a, oh, look at the baby. Oh, you holding Jesus. Jesus came so normal. He came so, but then he started to live this life as a foreigner. Here, but not here. Handling things different. So the writers now are saying, wait a minute, through, through Jesus is this grace. You know why? Because he did all those miracles, right? Because he said he was God, right? No, because I was with him every day. Every day I was with him. <laughs> so nobody has seen God except the one and only son who himself is actually God. And his relationship with God, he know what he did? He let us know now how God is through him. That's what this is saying. It's saying now he shows us who God is. He shows us the love of the Father and how the Father functions. The Son shows us because there's no way we would have known. We can't even get close to God to find out about him. Mm -hmm. He had to come, literally come down and be with us for us to be able to get it. Yes. That's what Christmas is about.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I could be teaching this in front of thousands of people. Amen, baby. <laughs> but I'm going to trust God. Amen. So what is Christmas about? Well, you know what? I wish you all a happy one. Pray, I pray everything goes. I mean, I pray, first of all, we're healthy, right? Everybody's good. Amen. Praying, praying, pray for my brother-in-law. He's in the hospital right now. Tony's not doing well. But got to get him out. But, but, but it's like, man, we're, we're, we're okay. I, I, I pray that you guys can wake up Christmas and enjoy your families because you ain't got nowhere to go. I mean, <laughs> but me, you know, my kids call me uh, Mr. Scrooge. Even Julian calls me that now. <laughs> I, I, I go, yeah, but I'm very much into Christmas. I really am. But I'm really into Christmas because of this. I'm really into Christmas because of, why was he born? Well, he born to fix the problem. He was actually born a doctor. See, the remedy for in existence in hell. He, and he says, I am the remedy. You take this pill and you'll be, be fine. And everyone's looking for all these pills to take to be fine. You can't, there's no other pill. So I, got in, I ended my conversation with the atheist. And I said, here's, so here's, the, here's the premise of what we just talked about. Okay, you explain Christ. Go ahead. And he goes, I can't. Ding, ding, ding. I rest my case. Mm -hmm. Come on up. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know people, you know, I know so many churches that aren't back up yet because, you know, most churches I know around the country, uh, my friends around the country, most of them aren't up. The churches are way too big. I actually, I, I thank God for our, 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 our smallness right now. We can kind of move people in and out and we got people staying home because we're worried about them and stuff like that. But you know what? God kept us going and we can still gather and that's a blessing to me. Amen. But on the other side of this thing, God has shown me some things. And I got to hold to my faith to trust in that, I, okay, I know what you're showing me. Now he says, now listen, all things going to come your way. A lot of things going to come your way. You be strong. And I'm like, ah, you know, I'm good at being strong. So I'm telling you, be strong. You're almost there. You're almost out. Let the world go crazy around you, but I'm telling you, you're almost out. Maintain yourself. Hold on. Hold on a little bit longer. And watch and see what happens. Vicky brought something back to my memory and I'm done. I remember New Year's Eve, I went, I remember telling everybody, this year is just going to be what you make it. I don't think this year is going to be great at all. I remember, I, I was like, did I say that? <laughs> you did. 
It'll be what you make it. It'll be either you go, is it gonna be bad or it's gonna be you'll get through it. It's gonna be what you make it. It's just gonna be crazy. But I'm telling you this, next year though, it's gonna be different. So I'm praying that you guys have a great time, have a great holiday, you know, do well, keep yourself safe. But don't let anybody, anybody take away from what this thing is really about. Baby's with me. <laughs> what is it about? Well, it's about God coming in the form of a baby so he can be with us. For what reason? To save us? Yep. And also to show us who the father was because the father was so terrifying he had to come that way so we can even receive him and what's the evidence that he was God oh he did all those miracles now nah, I think the evidence was the people that walked with him every day realized there was something about him different father I thank you and praise you Lord continue to bless us thank you for blessing this house I pray for everyone who's not here today, Lord, that you will watch over them, you keep them safe, people on the road, and people who are just at home, Lord. Pray you will always be with them. Speak to their hearts, God. But Lord, I pray, I pray especially for the people who are actually here. Because you know what? They're in the presence right now. And I sense your presence so strong. Pray you keep your hand on them and their children. Keep them safe. But also I pray, Lord, you begin to speak to their hearts, God. Help them guard their heart, Lord. Help them understand, hallelujah, that what you've done for them and who you are to them. Let them abide in you as you abide in, as they abide in you, you will abide in them. Help them, help them Lord, to be able to understand some, some, some of the questions that they may get. Help them to be able to speak the truth to other people if they have to. But Lord, I pray for peace in their lives, Lord, in the midst of all this turmoil. I come against every evil word spoken against any of them that they will come to the ground in Jesus' name. Lord, there's been so many evil words spoken about me, so many lies over the years. Lord, I've been sold out by so many people over the years if I think about it. But I thank you and praise you, God, that my feet are cemented in the, in the you. That I don't, I don't build foundations on sand, I build foundations on rock. And I pray that they'll do the same thing. So, Lord, keep them, oh God. If you, I, I, do me a favor. If you bless them, I'll continue to teach your word. I'll continue to stand as firm as I can. I'll continue, Lord, to try to help as many as possible. I'll continue to try to keep my, my thoughts from vain glory. I'll continue, oh God, to keep my aspirations low just and let your will be uh, determined in everything that I do. If you bless them, oh God, I promise you I will try my hardest. I feel like I'm making a deal with you, and I am. I make you this deal. You bless them, I'll keep going. So Lord, watch over us, watch over this church, watch over everyone who calls this place home. And I give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.